everybody, Lord Rickmansworth here. We used to be called Bedwetters Podcast, but actually we've changed our name to The Real Normal Podcast. And also we've slightly changed tack on how we're going to be doing our podcast from now on. We're going to be recording them in our local pub on a Saturday afternoon over a couple of pints. And I'm going to be joined by my very special guests, Don and Midge, as we sit down, sample some of the lovely ale that's near us, and also talk about the current coronavirus crisis and any other random little bits of politics we like to throw your way just for this first episode we haven't got our full microphone set up yet next week the sound quality will be much better but it does lend a lovely bit of ambience this week to the happy families enjoying their lives before our government comes back in to clamp down on any fun we might have because of a supposed deadly virus so without further ado let's go over to the pub you can meet my two co-hosts and let's talk about this week's subject part one context Welcome to the Real Normal Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Lord Rickmansworth, which is a name that I've chosen to cover up my real identity because I don't actually want to get cancelled for saying something wrong, which might well happen. Uh, I am joined by Dom. Don. Don. Don, not his real name. And what was what Mitch. And Mitch. Ah, of course, Mitch. I'm Mitch. Lord Rickmansworth, Don. And Mitch. So, uh, have you guys ever done a podcast before? Is this a sort of new thing for you guys to do? Uh, yeah, it's new for me. New for me too. And why have you started doing it? What's the what's the what's the force behind uh, you? You offered me a free pint. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and you, Mitch? It's just the frustration and the boiling anger of the situation that we're in, and wanting to speak out and trying to trying to speak out somewhere. At the pub. At the pub, most importantly. <laughs> Best place to speak out about anything. Perhaps I should explain to you guys listening at home that we are currently sat in the beer garden of our local pub. It's a beautiful, sunny day. There are families of people in more... There's a group over there. There's definitely more than six people over which there. Which is good to see. Which is great to see. And uh, loads of people having fun. Quickly, get the marshal on board. And there's yeah, no, where, there's, where's the womble when you need yeah. we, we need a marshal to go over there and tell them to stop having fun. <laughs> Obviously, a great thing to see as well is that people are not wearing masks at the moment. Uh, but what we're here to tell you is just to present to you bare facts. Nothing is going to be tinged by... Actually, I tell a lie there. Quite That's a, a complete lie already. <laughs> Quite a lot of it's going to be tinged by our personal beliefs as to what's happening to our liberty at the moment. And we're also going to have a few kind of things that come up weekly uh, along the way. Things like jackboot of the week. Yes? Oh, yes. Just the uh, facts, Just the facts, ma'am. Just, just the facts, ma'am. Are you going to be doing just the facts, ma'am, this week? I, I, I listened to the Boris's number 10 briefing on Wednesday. Lovely. And uh, the misuse of facts there was extraordinary. So and, we can do something and, on that. And the hiding of facts. I don't know why they chose yeah. three countries apart in Europe and not the big S country that everyone's talking well, everyone's ignoring at the moment yeah, no one wants to talk about Sweden do no, they? I mean I love the fact that yeah. they've just taken Sweden off the danger list to go and visit you can actually go there on holiday now yeah. and that's a country that's just announced so you can have 500 people together in a, in a concert venue yeah, and they've got the lowest infection rate of any European country even lower than Norway Finland Denmark oh, absolutely oh well, that's a favourite for a lot of people to try and compare them to for that one week in May where they have yeah. deaths over a certain amount per 100,000 but there we go We'd love to hear from you. Tell us your stories at therealnormalpodcast at gmail.com 
or any random little tidbits of information you'd like us to know or hear, we'd love to read them out in our next podcast. So please do get involved. Also, please leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find the show and spreads the word that really we've got a lot less to worry about than we thought we did. Anyway, so Don, you've got some facts with you today that you wanted to talk about. Do you want to go into this now? What, yeah, what's well, the context that we're going to be talking about? Good word, because my, my thing is just trying to put some of the stats that are bandied about in some kind of context. So I just feel the, the media's been really poor, rabbiting certain figures that come out, but not putting them in any kind of context about well, what does that mean or how does that relate to other things that are going on. So really, I'm, I've just got a list of various figures I've got from... Um, uh, British Medical Journal, from Public Health England, from the ONS website. So these are all tried and tested stats. They're not something that's come out of a headline for the Daily Mail or whatever. And it's really just to sort of say, well, are people aware where these figures sit amongst everyday life? So I want to start off with a question. You, okay. d- you two don't have to blurt in straight away, but anyone who is listening. In 2018, do you know how many people died in the UK? I'm going to say, I, I like blurting, I'm a big fan yeah, of it. Blurt. 2018, I'm going to say 100, hold on, hold on, hold on. The whole year, in the, the whole, whole year. year. The whole year in the UK just died in natural 10, causes. 10,000, we've got 10,000 a week on average, times by 52. Oh, how many is that? Do your maths. 520,000. Yeah. <laughs> UK, I'd say 600,000. Not bad, Midge. It was 616,010 people died. 616,010 people died. Clink the glasses. Sorry about all the people who died that year. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And that that relates to 51,334 people every month died, which is more than the six months total COVID deaths for this year so far. Okay, so there's a bit of context there for people in 2018. And um, did the rolling years look roughly similar all around yeah, that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, they were all, all round about the, the sort of 600,000 okay. um, amount. And then I just thought it was interesting to, to look at those figures and say, well, okay, are there any kind of standouts? Yeah. And so of that figure, cancer killed about 150,000, heart disease and strokes 100,000, dementia 80,000. All of those individual illnesses um, dwarf any kind of COVID deaths that have gone yeah. on so far. Deaths with COVID, with, yeah. not we'll, 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 we'll come on That'll to that That'll be another one probably one day. Yeah. Um, so this August, um, so last month, over 36,000 people have died in the UK from other causes, whilst only 500 have died from COVID. So if you watch the news during August, there's been a lot of attention on that 500 and no one's talked about the 36,000. Yep. Context there for you. So 36,000 deaths that the media don't really give a shit about. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not, only media, one it's cause not of news death, enough. Only one cause of deaths matters. And last little stat for this bit, um, just to break it down further, in the first week of September, COVID deaths have never exceeded 20 a day, whilst almost 1,300 were dying every day from other causes. Yeah. I know. Scary, isn't it? Not once have I seen anywhere in the news or newspapers anyone try and balance out well, where do COVID deaths fit amongst all other causes of death? Mm. Yeah. Um, and something else we'll probably move on to is there's going to be a knock-on effect on a lot of those other major causes of death will we'll go up. Yeah, I mean... Because they've been neglected. And we've got the elephant in the room as well when it comes to comparing COVID to its, shall we say, brother or sister disease, which is flu. I mean, yep. a lot of people are going to be, oh, no, it's not. It's nothing to do with flu. Flu's not as deadly. 
Whereas at the moment, I think you'll find it was it 14 times more likely to die of flu at the moment than you are yeah. of COVID in the last couple of weeks. Okay, good stuff. Anything, uh, anything else you want to he's Yeah, got, but tell you what, guys, he's got a very, I mean, this is very long. What's that aerial bold you've got that in that font? That's what I wash my clothes in. <laughs> aerial oh. bold, and it's Cam's lock as Hold well. Uh, Don, here all week. Thank you much. Yeah, Don, um, it's uh, like Caps that. Lock all the way as well by looking at it. Yeah. So this is it's not because I'm shouting. Yeah, I was going to say, have you, have you used a hammer to type this into your keyboard? <laughs> it just means I don't have to keep taking Caps Lock on and off. I'm just like <laughs> stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um, so this is still going on about COVID deaths. So don't want to grind everyone down with too many stats. but um, Try and do it with a nice bright voice. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think uh, you, you touched on earlier that it's an important... Um, a criteria that the British Medical Journal uh, came out with. They're saying it should be noted that all COVID deaths include both those dying from COVID and just those just with COVID. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, there, there's that good example of like you could be perfectly healthy, get run over by a bus, and in your post mortem you're found to have COVID. That's yeah. a COVID death. Or similarly, you could be a 100 year old granny with terminal cancer. And Fat. Then, We've got fat angles yeah. rolling then, over and, and then you, 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 wedges. You, you succumb to your, your cancer, but again, post-mortem you're found to have COVID. That's a COVID death. Not a fat ankle death? No. Over 90% who have died from COVID had pre-existing medical conditions. Nearly 50% of all deaths were in nursing homes. Over 90% of deaths were over 75. Only 2.5% of deaths were under 50. So there's a bit of a battering of stats there. So yeah. to, to put this... Um, uh, into context. So during the whole of the COVID outbreak, deaths of the under 50s without pre-existing medical conditions total how many people? Oh, I'll have a guess. See, it's got to be under 100, isn't it? No, is it? I would say 280. I'm going to go under 100. I'm being optimistic. You're both pretty good. 100 people. Oh, so really? effectively 17 people a month under the age of 50. Wow. And just think how many people under the age of 50 die in like car crashes and things like yeah. that. And yet we don't stop everyone yeah. driving. I, I think <laughs> that's the important thing about, I mean, the, the first thing is that stats are boring for the media, aren't they? Yeah. They, they love they love panic and they love, so they don't like to actually look at stats. And the other thing is the context. So I think the one thing that we, it's, it's difficult for everybody to do, is that we all die eventually. You know, yeah. no one wants to talk about it. But I think that the really hard conversation to have is, is the, the average age of, of death, I think, is 82 two from covid you know and as we're going to come on to around cancer and, and people dying many more people are dying from cancer now is if you you're 80 you've had a good innings you know i'm not just it's not to say we shouldn't celebrate life and, and protect it but is is it more important to to save a maybe a mum who's 25 and or kids and oh somebody's had a really good innings and, and actually is probably you know very happy with it they are but we seem to have basically what we've really done in society saying we must save all the really old people forever and we're going to now basically close our hospitals to anybody else with anything else yeah yeah and, and, and also well, disrupt everyone's life you yeah, think well, the effect yeah. on on youngsters about the effect on their education and and the mental health the lack of social uh, socializing and then the the, the the mental strain on people who are trying to run their own businesses through, through all of this seeing all their hard work sort of collapsing yeah. around yeah. them um, but none of that seems to, to matter, and that, that's the thing that gets to me, that there's only one show in town. Yeah, there's no, it, it's not like when, when, when you, our leaders got together to decide what they were going to do, it doesn't seem like any of them uh, had the time or inclination to think about what each measure might cause. 
uh, not what it might prevent. They, they all, all they thought about was it was going to prevent certain coronavirus things happening, but they didn't give a damn that it was going to cause uh, effectively the shutting down of our NHS, uh, backlogs of cancer treatments, people, people just feeling really really down you know i mean have you seen how many people are a lot fatter these days not going out i mean look at you <laughs> <laughs> look, at yourself, look at yourself we, in the mirror can we can we take that time just to clean glasses yeah. there yeah. oh yeah can i have a bag of pork scratchings please <laughs> yeah bag of pork scratchings and some dry roasted peanuts <laughs> um have you got any more stats there you've got you've got a lot of caps lock well the, the next bit so that that sort of covered like the stats on deaths do you want me to go on to stats on infections well, I'll tell you what, maybe we could come back to that in a minute um, yeah. after this very brief message. Masks, 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 you tell me to wear that and I take you to task, yeah. Always wondered when I looked at you, couldn't see a smile, couldn't see if you were being true to me. What we gonna say when we go outside in the sunny day? Because when I always looked at you, I always thought, my God, is that a bed wetter too, yeah. Why do we wear those masks every day? Is it cause we're terrified? Oh, do we wear them all the time when we go shopping? Cause I think our government's lie, yeah, yeah. I'm actually currently on the government's excellent. I tell you what, there's one thing they've done well. It is coronavirus.data.gov.uk. If you get a minute, check that out. But why don't they look at it themselves, though? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no it's, a, it's like that. Apparently, the only thing they, the, the interns at Whitehall have done well is come up with a really easy to understand website that none of the MPs understand. It's bonkers. It but, but you do wonder how many of them do do understand the stats that are being put in front of them. Like where we are, we're in a rural southern. England community, okay, probably away from some of the more affected areas of the country, I would have said, something like Birmingham or something like that. But I can tell you now that RMP will not do anything to go against the whip, to do anything against government policy at the moment. Even to the point now, I don't think you've got any Labour MPs that are even going to do it. I mean, where's what's Keir saying to the, to the gang? He must be saying something to them, like, do we just stay quiet and let them cock it up even more? Yeah. You know, put their head further into their own noose. Well, say so no, no one seems prepared to put their head above the parapet. Well, it's like one and or two say MPs. So many people are, are say. You know, someone like Lord Sumption, we need more of him about it, really, sure. don't we? Right. So I think, though, the interesting point you make is statistics are quite boring. Why are people not looking, seem to not look at the facts? So I thought it was interesting. Uh, for once, I decided to watch Boris's bumbling diatribe on Wednesday with his two henchmen, Valance and Witty. I mean, the first thing was this, this, this woeful slideshow they put on, and then Boris came and just gibbered on with his usual. Fat. And then, and then there were some questions at the end, which we can turn to. But again, slightly obviously this is a bit stato stuff. But the point that Witty was making was: look at these graphs; they're really scary. Look at everything; the cases are going up. Isn't it really scary? And look at France and Spain particularly. Mm. Oh my goodness, they're really, really yeah, they're scary. Up. And so they were. And, and so, you know, I, like I saw, all the data is there. So one good source that I found for the listeners would like to look at is, is the New York Times, which is not usually my port of call, being <laughs> a super lefty woke organisation. <laughs> one of our favourites. Yeah, not. But it does do a lot of good stats. And so if you were to believe Mr. Witty, you know, France is out of control. But actually, if you looked at France yesterday, as I did, 
they had um, 900 and sorry 9,406 cases of COVID compared to the worst day in April. This is the worst day, which was 7,578. So you might say, oh my God, it's out of control. Yeah, it's worse than April. It's like nearly 25% worse than April. But do you actually look at deaths? So turning to deaths though, in April, the worst day of deaths was 2,004 deaths in one day. Yesterday, it was 30. So you've got almost a quarter more cases, but almost negligible deaths yeah. in France. Exactly the same for Spain. Yesterday, there were 10,476 deaths, and in April, 9,700. So slightly more deaths again. But in April, there were over 1,000 deaths a day. Yesterday, 48. Yeah. So what it tells you is that it's a wholly different disease now. Either weakened we, or different people getting it. Yeah, um, people less vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Well, but also, they didn't show those stats, they just showed cases. Yeah, yeah, I mean, did they also, I mean, do you think you're going to one day see on the news them showing the fact that we had very low amounts of weekly deaths the year before this? And that effectively, a lot of people last year somehow for some reason, we did, they didn't get flu, they didn't get ill, and they didn't die for some reason. We had a very and mild winter. We did have a mild winter, and that this year, unfortunately, they're being picked off, and my phone's ringing. I'm not going to ring again. Scum. So I think, I think also, just to finish off on, on the, uh, the puppet show, or sorry, the presentation on uh, Wednesday, the thing that really annoyed me as well was after Boris did his usual, you know, and, and ridiculousness, we then had the questions at the end. And there were two questions from ordinary people, which were very good, I thought. And then you had the media. Oh, and I think the media... Is Laura been, back? Yeah, Laura's back. She's, cause she was absent for a while, wasn't she? Yeah. So you had seven, I think it was, journalists, all political editors. And you look them up, all PPE from Oxford or politics from Cambridge. None with any medical insight. Any questions on the actual stats or medical? No, it was all about U-turns. It was all about trying to catch them out. You know, well, that's what so this not, not, not forcing any proper analysis of what they've just talked well, about. I no, mean, no questioning at all. Ridiculous. When did it go from being, a, from the media's perspective, about wow, this is really dangerous to wow, we can, we can score some easy points here politically. But, but that, that's been going on for the last ten years, where in, it used to be the media was there to report the stories. Um, and allow well, people give people the credit that they can understand what's being told them to, for them to form their own opinion. Almost allow columnists to do the opinion piece yeah. and allow the headlines to be the news and nothing else. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're they're driving the story how they see it rather than allowing people to form their own opinion. So yeah. it's very much a targeted approach. Well, I mean, we saw it last week, didn't we? Um, the growing concerns. Uh, they are under pressure. Uh, you see, you hear all these things like uh, the government are under pressure or pressure is mounting on the government. Um, and you always find that that pressure is not actually being mounted on by anyone who votes for anything. It's yeah. just people who work at Fleet Street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and maybe maybe the opposite bench. Well, know? I mean, to take that on, really interesting, On there's an FT podcast today and their commentator said about, these were her comments, she said, she commented that um, Chris Whitty had said in the summer that when children went back to school they might need to impose additional restrictions to compensate for the risk of contagion due to children being back in the classroom. <laughs> and she pointed to the graphs again on Wednesday when you may have seen they were showing all of the uptick across the ages. Mm. But of course, 
where's the growth? It's all in that 17 to 21 year old. It's not, I mean, okay, so there are 17 year olds in school, I get, I get that, but the majority of schools are totally safe. Yeah. You know, there's been very little, if any, proof of any contagion between children, few cases between teachers. But you can see already the media again, they need to find another angle. Oh my God, we might have to close schools or close pubs, you know, which is just bonkers. Close because, universities, yeah. close everything. Well, I think you said a few weeks ago as well, I mean, the next battleground is going to be long COVID, isn't it? Yeah. The, the dross over that and the fact that people don't know that you can get long flu, exactly the same condition. I know. You know, and also the fact that lungs are incredibly resilient and do fix themselves quickly apparently but then again I'm no medical expert and I do like a fag here and there with my nice pint of Timmy Taylor what's this Timmy Taylor dark so hold on hold on I don't think we quite left that little bit there um so you're saying about you know ages and the uptick in, in infections at the moment between 17 and 21 year olds yeah before winter yeah before the NHS is under some sort of supposed strain and we all have to go clapping like seals again yeah um so isn't it good that they're getting infected now? But I think that I think. Do you think it is a a sensible, grown-up thing to just go on national television and say, "Don't kill your granny," but go and, to university? Yeah, maybe it's a good thing that you know youngsters are going to university. They're meeting. They're very, very unlikely to get it in any serious way. Yeah. You know, incredibly. I think you were saying earlier, incredibly low yeah. risk. Maybe it's good. You know, maybe do what Sweden's doing and actually yeah. spread it because. We, we do that with flu. We don't lock down for flu and people get it and they get strength, you know, it's making their body stronger. Yeah, exactly, especially now when they're, when they're not under any massive amount of strain. And let's face it, it's a, it's a known fact that the NHS every year come under strain because of flu and, and all the concurrent things that come with cold weather and winter and stuff like that. So maybe it's a good idea that we let that happen now. But anyway. So then guys, thanks ever so much for listening to the Real Normal podcast and in particular this first half of the episode about context. Please come back to our next episode. Remember you can leave us a review on iTunes and also email us at therealnormalpodcast at gmail.com. See you soon.